0: angels and patron saints pray for us. Well today, this Good Friday, we reflect on our Lord's passion and the way in which his saving intention was brought to fulfillment. I only noticed for the first time, kneeling here in the sanctuary during the passion reading on Sunday and today, that there's actually a depiction of the sacrifice of Abraham, the binding of Isaac that's inlaid into the base of the altar. I'm struck by that particular story, the way in which the passion of Jesus fulfills that. This very dramatic scene of Abraham sacrificing his own son. But We see also the divine artistry at work in the little details. What makes makes a work of art most perfect is that both the central figures and everything in the surroundings, in the background, and all the subtle ways of incorporating every little detail into a unified whole is also part of the, the masterpiece. We see how John, for instance, sitting and observing, listening in, watching events unfold, is able to note even those little details. The very end of the, the passion narrative, how not a bone is to be broken, how his garments will not be divided, that they will cast lots for his garments. How could that possibly be just a a mere human invention? In faith, we see that all of history, all of creation, all of the creator's energy is present here in this moment of redemption. And then... We turn to Jesus in these words in his conversation with Pilate. You would have no authority over me if it had not been given to you from above. In other words, you would have no authority over me if I hadn't given it to you. An indication here of how perfectly in control Jesus is that there's nothing that happens or nothing that takes place that he does not will in his divine will. Meditating a little bit on the the words of a sermon given many, many years ago by St. John Henry Newman talking about Jesus' suffering not just in his body but in his soul and that not a single thing happens to Jesus unless he wills it. Nothing affects Him unless He wills it. Nothing has an influence on Him unless He wills it. He doesn't weep unless He chooses to weep. He doesn't dread the prospect of being sacrificed on the cross, of being executed on the cross unless He wills it. He doesn't accept the suffering of betrayal by those closest to Him unless He wills it. Everything Everything that happens in this story happens as the result of his divine choice. Imagine being there and seeing that unfolding. Imagine being an eyewitness. How happy we would count ourselves to have been witnesses of those events. To die at the end of your life knowing that the one who had been crucified and died rose again with someone that you had touched or spoken with or heard speak. Happy would such a person be? But we should count ourselves blessed as well, we should count ourselves happy as well. These words, copied out, repeated, memorized, repeated, meditated upon, copied out, repeated, down through the centuries. These ancient words inspired by the Holy Spirit to give us access to those same things in faith. Sometimes I feel a little ridiculous reading them out of those disposable manuals, right? The Word of God. The words that have been painstakingly and devotedly handed down for all these centuries, from that time to this. Imagine if we didn't have this. Imagine if we didn't have this story. Imagine if we were were limited to paintings or stories passed on merely by word of mouth. How would we know? How would we have any reassurance that, that what we're being asked to believe in fact are the events that took place in that time with those people? And, of course, there's no guarantees. We don't have proofs. But we have reasons. And we have faith. We have eyewitness accounts that go back to within just a few years. Those who gave their lives staked their whole lives on the truth of what they told Could have been written in blood, their blood. And the example of those who received this testimony and handed it on, also written in blood, their heart's blood, so that we might have a chance to believe, that we might have a chance to know the one of whom this story speaks. Nothing has happened that Jesus did not will. Nothing happened to him that he did not choose. And the fact that we are here today, and again, that many others are not, gives us a chance to reflect what is the Lord's will? We don't presume to say that we know with certainty what that will is, but he is willing, he is choosing, he is active not merely as a passive participant or an observer from a distance, but intimately and deeply wrapped up in all of these events which we find so strange, but pale in comparison to the strangeness of what we hear proclaimed in the gospel today. How disorienting, how confused, how frustrated, how disappointed. We have a little taste of some of those things. We have a little taste of that same confusion and disappointment and frustration. But the Lord is active. The Lord is choosing to be present in the lives of His people through faith. To be present to the lives of His people in this holy word which is in the homes of every single one of our Are faithful. We treasure that word today. We receive it, we hear it, we hear it proclaimed, we hear it spoken. We pray for the grace for our hearts to be opened and for the faith which comes by hearing to take deep root and for us to be convinced, convicted that the Lord who allowed nothing of what this passion story describes to happen to him without his full choice also see in these times the chance for us to accept it, the same faith that the Lord is choosing to be present in this way in a kind of absence, in a kind of distance. These basic points that I just offer for your reflection today. They give us food for meditation as we now pass into our prayer of intercession for the whole world. The prayer that rises up from the church today is a prayer that the world needs. In that respect, we don't get to choose what we pray for today our prayer is being taken up into the whole body of Christ. No mass is being offered at any altar anywhere in the whole world. But today the the prayer and the cry of the church is gathered up into one. And our one great mediator, Jesus, enters into the sanctuary with his own blood for the answer to our prayers that we seek. In the name of the Father, and of the Son,